And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. Hallelujah. He is only a prayer away. Amen. Church, are you ready for the Word of God? Oh, are you ready for the Word of God? Hallelujah. 
when the man of God, Peter and John, went up to the temple, the layman sitting at the gate, the Bible says that he looked unto them and that he was expecting something. Amen. He looked to them and he was expecting something. Amen. You are here this morning. You're not sure what to expect. Hallelujah. You've been invited. Maybe you just came for great fellowship. But let me tell you, your expectation can be your breakthrough this morning. Hallelujah. There is also a man of God in the house today. Hallelujah. A prophet, an evangelist that is going to mightily bless us. Amen. Are you ready? Oh, I can't feel your excitement. Are you ready? Why don't you all stand to our feet with much expectation and excitement. Let us welcome my Father in the Lord, the servant of God, Pastor Chris. Holy Spirit, move me now. Holy Spirit, move me now. Please make my Holy Spirit, move me now. Holy Spirit, move me now. Make my life whole again. Spirit, move over me. Over me. Spirit, move. Let his joy flow through you now. Rich child, let the Spirit heal you now. Let your soul rejoice in him. Hallelujah. Let your soul rejoice. One more time. Let his joy. Lift your hands and let's ask the Lord for his blessing. Father, we thank you that we gather like this, this morning. There is no place that we would rather be 
than to be here in the presence of God. We pray that you touch us, speak to our hearts, touch our minds, transform us in the mind, that we will never be the same again. Come Holy Spirit, have your own way. We are just clay. You are the potter. Mold us and make us then unto thy will. We ask all this in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise. And everybody say, Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated on top of your enemies. It is a great privilege and an honor for me to have all of you here this morning and specifically and especially those that have been invited to come here today to Team Sunday. Amen. As the announcer said, we are very uh, passionate and concerned about our visitors. That is why after the service, we have very lovely refreshments for all our visitors. Amen. And I just want to come down and say hello to the visitors. Praise the Lord. Now it's Team Sunday and I see that you have, many of you have representing some teams. I'm sure some of you don't even know what jersey you're wearing. <laughs> I saw a girl with a Juventus jersey on here and I wondered if she knew what team she was supporting. Amen. PMI is a youthful church so we do things that young people do. And one of it is we love sports. And I encourage all young people to partake or participate in sport. Amen. When, we, when I wanted to play football, my father said it's from the devil. And then later on, somebody else had to talk some sense into him to allow me to play football. Uh, but we encourage young people. It keeps them out of some troubles. And it also keeps your body healthy and fit. Amen. Another brother said to me, he does not have a jersey to come to church and he doesn't believe in wearing such clothes because you must be for a house or a lot. The brother said, I said, brother, don't worry. You can come with a suit and a tie. And then if anybody asks you what sport you play, say you play chess. Because yeah. chess players, they wear suit and tie. Amen? Well, I couldn't wear my team's jersey today because they lost terribly yesterday. <laughs> so I chose my national country, Germany. My great-grandfather is from Germany. Yes, amen. Any rate, enough of that. <laughs> Are you blessed? A short word this morning I want to share again on the same theme. Do you really love the Lord? Amen. We've been learning that it's the greatest commandment in the Bible. But we've also been coming to the understanding that Saying you love the Lord is not as easy as 
to prove that you really love God. If you have Bibles, please turn with me again to Matthew 22 verse 36. Matthew 22 verse 36. A lawyer came to Jesus. He was a Pharisee and a lawyer. Can I just ask now, because you are visitors here, normally when it's the time for the preaching of the word, we don't move around much. We don't go to the toilet now. We can go after the service. Amen. Everybody sit quietly and listen and God will be speaking to you. Hallelujah. The lawyer came and he said, Master, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus said unto him, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. Amen. I also want you to turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 16, verse 13. Luke chapter 16, verse 13. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and Mammon. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word. I want to use for a title today, preaching just for a few minutes, from the text, Luke 16 verse 13, No man can serve two masters. May the Lord bless the reading of His Word. Amen. There are many people who claim to love someone. And why do people say they love someone? Sometimes people claim to love someone because they convince, they want to convince the person to marry them. So they say, I love you with the hope that you would marry me. Other times when people say they love you, it's because they would like you to do them a favor. So be careful when people say they love you. Oftentimes after that comes, is there something you can do for me? <laughs> so they don't really love you. They're using the words, I love you, but they don't really love you. When any man has loved several other girls, it is very hard for him to convince another girl that he loves her. Or when one woman has had many other boyfriends, it is not easy for her to convince another boyfriend, unless he's very stupid, that she loves him also. Yes. You see, if you do research into relationships, you will discover that unfaithfulness, it's difficult to repair. Very difficult. And such relationships oftentimes are never restored. The Bible says we must forgive, we must love again, but it's not easy. And then sometimes if you look through history, you see 
a couple that has, if there was unfaithfulness, they try to come together again. But very often, it doesn't last. Because the woman cannot forgive or cannot forget that the love you, 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 you promised me, the faithfulness you promised me, we have now promised to another. No man can love two. He will love the one and he will hate the other. So I've seen even pastors, they divorce their wives, they come together again, then it's, it's like for a little while, but then they say, I cannot get over it that you have taken the love that you should have shown me, that you promised me. You took it to another woman. I can't, I can't, I can't! It's too much. It's too much. Jesus was clear when he said, you cannot love two people, two masters. There's no gray areas. And today we look at, in our short sermon, the potential masters for the love that you must show to God there's a potential master coming for that love. Are you listening? Many challenges for the love of God because it's not easy to know what is in your heart. But we must know that there are important challenges. And the first challenger is found in John chapter 3, verse 19. The first challenger is called evil. If you love the Lord, you will not love evil because you cannot love two masters. In John chapter 3 verse 19, the Bible says, and this is the condemnation. Put it in the King James, please. The light is come into the world, but men love darkness rather than the light. When I start to preach, you will, you will think, is it true, pastor, that people can... Can somebody just put up this fan for me, please? Is it true that people can love evil? The Bible says, men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hates the light, neither comes to the light, lest his deed should be reproved. But he that does truth cometh to the light, that its deeds may be manifest, that they are of God. Amen. People love their pornography. They love their sexual promiscuity. They love evil more than they love the light. So when you, when you make an appeal to them and you tell them that God loves them, then uh, they know, but they love, it's not that they don't love God, but they love the evil more than they love God. And if you love this evil, you see, you don't love God that much. You love darkness, Secrets. Many of you have secrets. Dark secrets in your life. 
You will not know who's sitting next to you. You'll be surprised when someone starts to tell you what has happened and is happening in their lives. Shady things and mysteries. This creates what we call a depart, departmentalized lifestyle. It's a word. Sunday I'm here. But there's a dark side from Monday to Saturday that you don't know about. Hallelujah. But light has come into the world. Jesus is that light. You don't have to stay in darkness. You don't have to love evil anymore. I'm watching a series on Netflix. I have Netflix. I had it all along. I just didn't know. And somebody told me, I said, no, on Netflix. It's Herrera. And it's about the murderer in America. Somebody, my, my hairdresser that was cutting my hair, she told me, hairdressers talk non-stop. Did you watch this movie of this killer in America? I said, no, no, no. She said, you must watch it. So one day I was going, I said to my wife, this lady told me about this killer called Jeffrey something. What does say now? Waruk Shelal Jeffrey Dama. Dama. Yeah, so I put it on. I see, hey, this guy loves evil. They found body parts that he cut up, the, he killed the people, then he cut them up, then he leave them in the fridge and he, he drink their blood. And his grandmother asked him, what stinks so? What stinks so? He said, no, it's a dead rat under here and there. But it's people's bodies. When he, when he cut out your, your intestines, then he presses them. It comes through his fingers. Then he gets sexual urges. Sexual urges. You can't imagine that people can be so depraved into the dark world. The underground. But when you walk in the street, you won't say he's a nice man. He's departmentalized his life into different activities. Light came into the world. But men love darkness rather than light. Jesus is that light and is here for you today. You cannot serve two masters. You must choose the light and don't choose the darkness. You can't choose the evil. Are you with me? Psalm 52 verse 1. Why boast you? Okay, put it in, in, let's see, maybe we can get, maybe we can get uh, NLT, NLT, quickly. Why do you boast about your crimes, great warrior? Don't you realize God's justice continues forever? All day long you plot destruction, your tongue cuts like a sharp razor. You're an expert at telling lies. You love evil more than good. And lies more than truth. 
Jy is van die geloofigers wat hier sit. Sy breek, want jou ankel is a gangster. You don't just love evil, you love evil men. Sy beloek sê, you also want to say, you know, you know that guy. He's the head of the 28s or the 29s. That guy is the head of this. Hy is my nifiese ankelse broer. Ek ken hom. You love evil. You boast about evil. You must come to the light. And come away from evil. Alright, quickly. I have, a, I have a few to give you. Number two. That was evil. Amen. People love evil. Wicked films. Bad things. You love. Another challenger for the love of God is the love for strife. I never knew this until I, I read it in my, in my pastor's book. That some people love strife more than they love God. Listen to this. It's found in Proverbs 17 verse 19. King James. King James. Proverbs 17. Anyone who loves, he loveth transgression that loveth strife. Strife, okay? Put it in NLT. Maybe English. Maybe I can. I didn't check it out. Anyone who loves to quarrel loves sin. Anyone who trusts in high walls invites disaster. King James again. I want to use the word strife. He loveth transgression that loveth strife. Strife is constant quarreling and disagreement. You love it. I find in this world that I live in, people, a lot of people like that. They, they, you can never have peace and a peaceful uh, discussion. They don't accept things. There's, they always feel something is not right. Maybe you've been invited here and you also have a problem with some of the things you saw here this morning. There's all that it's in you for dink ander mense is verkeerd and they will ander mense recht leer. Sê vir jou neighbor, hy praat van jou. You don't like the dancing, you don't like the singing, you don't like this, you don't like that, you don't like a church, but come with t-shirts, you don't like nothing. You love strife more than you love God. You can't accept things. You can't say, okay, these people are different than me, but that's fine. Because God also loves different things. Why must we all be the same? No, you always want to show that this is not right. This is it's argument. You can never say yes and thank you and please. Number three. Dikke lang bly op die goedie van sy voel nie my ek preek vir jou. Maar ek preek vir jou. If you love the Lord, you will not love pleasure. Proverbs 21, 17. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. Proverbs 21, 17. He that loveth pleasure shall be a poor man. But say NLT. Those who love pleasure become poor. 
Those who love wine and luxury will never be rich. Wow. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Your love for pleasure is a proof that you do not love the Lord. There are people who live for pleasure. There are people who, who need to have certain feelings of sin all the time. There are those who must enjoy the pleasures of sin, no matter what. And your love for these controlling pleasures reveals that you do not love the law. The Bible says of Moses, he chose rather to suffer affliction with the children of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Sex is pleasure, sex. But you can't just go around and have sex with everybody because you can't control yourself. Are you with me? You just give yourself to the pleasures of your life. You, you love pleasure more than you love God. Number four. If you love the Lord, you will not love silver and gold. Listen to the scripture. The one that I started to read in the beginning is, this is actually what Jesus was talking about when he said you won't love two masters. He was talking about money. Are you listening? He was warning the Pharisees and the people. He said, man shall not love, you cannot love God and mammon. Yeah, you must either love God or you love money. Now listen to what Ecclesiastes, when the wise King Solomon wrote this, he said, he said in Ecclesiastes 5, Verse 10, he said, He that loves silver shall not be satisfied with silver. He that loves abundance with increase, this is also vanity. Yes. He that loves silver shall not be satisfied with silver. Don't love money more than you love God. Are you listening? Sometimes preachers love money. They start off well, but later they go into money. I was in a meeting the other day with some pastors and they asked me about my pastor and how much did he charge to come to preach for us from Ghana. I said, he didn't charge anything because he has taught us that we must not do the ministry for money. We don't pray for people for money. We don't go to preach for money. I don't preach and say, when I come, you must give me so much money. No, 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 no. Freely I have received. Freely I must give. But some people love money so much, if they get an offer to work on a Sunday, they'll rather choose it because it's, it's a double time on a Sunday or a time and a third. It's double time. Hey! Extra money. One of our guys was, is, a, is, a, is a good painter here, yes, so I asked him to help us to paint on the Saturday. He said he, he, he's going to work overtime, but then he said, but I can cancel my overtime and I can come help in the house of God because I must love God more than I love the money. I said, God will bless you. That little money that you would have got in your pocket, God is going to give it to you much more bigger than that. You must be careful of loving money too much. 
rather love God. Amen. Hallelujah. Number five. It's a short message, so I'm almost finished. But let me first read you 2 Timothy, please, uh, in the NIV. The NIV, 2 Timothy 3 verse 1. From verse 1 to 4. Listen to this beautiful scripture. We're almost finished, all right? 2 Timothy chapter 3. Yes, from verse 1. But mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Now here's the lovers. Lovers of money. Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of what is good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Is it in the Bible? Yes. And this is what you get. People who love money more than they love God. Number five, I said, if you love the Lord, now you must tie your safety belts because this, this is, this. when a plane lands, it goes through a lot of turbulence. I'm landing my plane, so now the plane is going to shake a little. Are you with me? If you love the Lord, you will not love your family so much. Because you cannot serve two masters. Many times the reason why people can't serve God is because their families are not in agreement with them coming to a church that their uncle and aunties didn't go to. Sorry about I love the Kong church. It's the church I used to see when I was in Uppington, the Kong cake. Wat nie ek sê daar by die handen klop is. Kom sit en slaap hier in die kerk saam met mami. Matthew 10.37 If you think it's me, it's not me. Listen to this. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Jesus is comparing the love you have for him with the love you have for your family. And people who talk like this, blood is thicker than water. That is my family. That is my brew. You will lose your salvation because you want to please your family. Jesus said you, can, you must rather please God than to please men. Are you listening? Some people emphasize so much on loving the family that the church is barren and dry and empty. Hmm. The Word of God teaches us, yes, we must love our families, but Satan has overemphasized this teaching and that has led many people away from the Lord. 
Are you listening? The greatest love you must have is for God. With your whole heart, with your whole soul, and with all your mind. I had to decide between some of my close family members and the church. The house of God. Because the house, anyone who loves God will love the house of God. As they met me. I admire many times when Muslims come to Christ, then their families disown them. But they are not prepared to go back to Islam because they found a lover in Jesus. He's the lover of my soul. Amen. And they would say, then I would rather look for some place to stay. But I have found some peace and some joy that Islam can't give me. I found it in Christ. Majay! Yo mamunet hush! That's a clamory cake. Many of you here will be tested for your love for God. Will you love God more than your family is the question. And Satan knows, so he emphasizes family stuff, family stuff, family stuff. And eventually, it leads you away. If your family leads you to serve God better, that's different. But if your family leads you away from God, choose God. Choose God. Clap for Jesus. Number six, number six. Are you still there? I'm giving you a lot of nice points today. It's a sweet sermon. If you love the Lord, you will not love yourself so much. In that scripture I read in 2 Timothy, it says, 2 Timothy 3 verse 1 and 2, he said, Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Yes. People who love themselves so much, they, can't, they cannot go on missions for the Lord. People who love themselves cannot, they can only think of themselves. They are what we call selfish Christians. They care only for themselves. They only think about themselves. They go shopping for themselves. They plan things only for themselves. They work hard for themselves. And they make sacrifices just for themselves. But they don't think about the Lord. They don't care for the church. They don't make a sacrifice for the ministry. They don't plan how to serve the Lord and how to follow Him. And it's not nice to live with a selfish person, is it? The selfishness of a person can minister hurt and pain to those who suffer from the person's self-centered life. How the Lord wishes you would think of Him and think about Him instead of your selfishness. That's why the chorus writer says, Whom shall I send? Who shall go? No, Lord, I don't want to go. Uh, it's too comfortable here. Where can I go? I, I, I was greeted by a young boy this morning. And he touched my heart. I asked him, how's things? And he said, he's not well. 
I said, why? He said, it doesn't have food to eat. And I thought to myself, you know, the Bible says in the book of Acts, the church brought everything they had. And those who had extra, they brought it and they distributed among the poor. So if, I'm always thinking, me, this brain is for thinking. So how nice it would be when we go to the shops, you buy your bread, but you buy two. You don't need two, but you buy two because there is a family that doesn't have bread to eat. But when you, when you only think of yourself, you never think of others. Are you listening? We always have an excuse why we can't do anything for God, think of other people. It means we don't love God because we are lovers of our May the Lord touch your heart to start to think of others and stop being inward looking and selfish. You have food to eat, but next door, the person next to you might not have food. He can come. The church is, is starting an extreme powerful feeding scheme, but I'm not talking about us, the church giving. I'm talking about you. Saying here we have. We used to have what we call a Dorcas, and the leaders over that, I don't know what happened to them. They disappeared with the Dorcas. Now, so when we have somebody coming that's hungry, there's nothing like that. But the Lord must give me another person here that can run that thing. And this is my life. To be here from the morning, late in the night. For who? For me. For, for others. For you and for you and for you. Kijk hoe lekker sit nou. Gemakkelijk, ne? We need to stop being selfish on our own. If you start to, oh, my wife is waiting for me. Oh, we must go to the shop. Oh, we must go to the beach. Oh, we must go. Forget about just yourself. What about others? I'm closing. If you love the Lord, you will, you will not love the world. You will not love the world. This was my mother's favorite scripture. When she died, I made a big poster of her, and on the poster bottom, I put this 1 John 2:15. She used to drill it into the boys. We were five boys and two girls. She used to drill it into us. She said, My children do not love the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And if you love the world, it is a proof that you do not love God. Yes. If you love the Lord, you will not love the world. When we say the world, we don't mean the earth as a ball. We mean the worldly system. Please listen. A brother or sister who loves the world, they love parties. They love music, worldly music. They love money. They love riches. They love nightclubs. They love drinking. And many times, these Christians who sit so holy in a church, they are found in these nightclubs. (laughs) 
Because some of them come to tell me about other brothers and sisters that are also there. Then they say, Pastor. I don't have a pastor. I don't have a Maar die anders wat verpaste lig, hulle is ook daar. Lovers of the world. Drinking. Smoking. Fooling drugs, women, clothes. Any form of vanity is the world. You love the world. The lights, the bright cities. Can't go to a farm area to go and preach the gospel of Jesus because you love the world and the pleasure of the world too much. You cannot serve two masters. You will love the one, you will hate the other. Can't come to church too much. What about your pleasure? My mother used to drill. She said, My son, do not love the world nor the things of the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So I don't, I don't emphasize clothing and stuff. I don't like it because we, we come to church like we are. But you can also see sometimes how the young people want to be in the fashion of the world. Yeah. To pack west side, east side. Sometimes they, every time I hear they, they shot a sister's son, then they say, Pastor, if I see a gangster, that's it, my sister. I, I trick and so see gangsters on. Ik, ik agree, hij was hier gangster nie. Maar ik, die man is zo so confused wat nou kom om te skiet. Sy kop is, is gedaai. Zo'n blond kop. Ik weet nie wat is daai nou. Is het agentona? Sy kop is gedaai. Sy voetanne is uit. Sy broek hang hier. Die ketang is so swaar, die hond is siek, nou draai die ketang van die hond. Ek sê, hoekom wil hy soos die wereld wees? Love not the world. Love not these things. Sy het so baie goud aan jou, dink sy werk vir die jewelry store. If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Lovers of the world are success. People boast about their business, their success, their wealth. Hmm. Their big houses, their big cars. God will bless you with these things, but it's not because you love it. It's because you love God. Fantastic hotels. I've slept in the best hotels in the world. But not once did I take a picture to send on Facebook. Because it's nothing. I was in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And the pastor 
that got me there at the airport. He, he invited me to preach. He took me to a very posh hotel. And then he also wanted to show me the nice places in DRC. You know when a visitor comes to your country, you always want to show him the nice places, isn't it? But I've learned this from my own pastor, Bishop Dag. When I brought him here once, I said to him, I'll, I will take you around the city. He said, no, 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 no. I'm not interested in houses and big places. It doesn't interest me. Take me to where the poor people stay. I, I never forgot that lesson he gave me. Because I like to take people around Camps Bay. I've taken a few pastors and when they see, they say, can't I buy a house here? What's the price of the house? But when I brought my pastor, he said, no, 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 no. I don't want to see those places. I'm not interested in it. Show me where the poor people stay. So when I was in DRC, I remembered and I said to my pastor, don't take, don't, don't bother to show me the rich houses. Take me to the poor. He said, do you really want to see the poor? I said, yes. I don't love the things of the world. He took me to the poor. If you want to see poor, DRC. They were, they were selling the items on the gravestones in the graveyard. They were using the gravestones as a, as a table because there's no tables, there's nothing. Everyone is barefoot. It's abject poverty. And the, the rubbish dumps are on top of the people's houses. I said, this is where the majority of the world lives. All you want to show me is the double story on the mountain. I'm not interested anymore. Show me where the real people are. Love not the world. I close. If you love the world, you will not give your love to woman. Because you cannot love two masters. 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 1. Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughters of Pharaoh. Go to the next verse, verse 2. And the Lord, the Lord warned him. The Lord said to him, put it in the NLT so I can read it to the people. I'm closing, but really my last, eh? The Lord had clearly instructed the people of Israel, you must not marry them because they will do what? They will turn your hearts to their gods. Yet Solomon insisted on loving them anyway. That is as far as I can go. Go to verse 9. Verse 9 of Check 1 Kings 11. The Lord was very angry with Solomon. For his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who appeared to him twice. What is the danger of the love of woman? Please listen to me carefully. You cannot love God and someone else. The danger of the love for woman is not that you love their beauty or you love sex or you love anything else. It is the influence of the woman that turns your heart from loving God to loving something else. I'm amazed at the men that I work with and how easily when their wives talk, 
that they dance as Pastor Lafoy said, they dance and pyramid for you for Women have a subtle influence on the affairs of this world. Say amen, men. If you don't have a proper respect for the influence of the woman, you will live to regret it. You must have a proper respect for the influence that the wife can exert on your life. What brought Solomon down? He shared the secrets of his kingdom with a woman that he should never have done. Your ministry can change. Yes. As long as you are part of this world, you will be influenced. But the love of the Lord must be bigger than the love even for your wife or for any woman. Are you hearing me? You cannot please God and please your wife at the same time. You don't like this preaching, but I have to teach you. You cannot please God and also please a woman. Or you even cannot please God and also please your friends. 1 Corinthians 7.33 says, He that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. Samson was destroyed by Delilah. He yielded to her influence when she said in Judges 16, 15, How can you say you love me, Samson? How can you say you love me, but your heart is not with me? Show me where your great strength lies. There's a sermon I preach called What Delilah Was Looking For. What Delilah Was Looking For. We realize Delilah was looking for the source of the strength of Samson. What is the source of your great strength? If I can find it, I will bring you down. Many men, once they've set their minds to serve God, they have to, they have to make their way through the maze of the influence of a woman. If it's not you, sister, the Lord bless thee. And the Lord keep thee. Most men are bent by the influence of their wife. And in the ministry, can never do well. You must love your wife, but you must love God more. Are you listening? Because the, the influence will destroy you. The influence, the manipulation. The manipulation. Beware of the decisions you take because of a woman you love. Beware of giving your heart to a woman you love. Don't love your wife more than you love God. You cannot love two masters. Rather focus on loving the Lord. There's no more person worthy to love than the Lord. Hallelujah. Anything that is a rival to God is a problem in your life. God is a jealous God. He wants all your love. Many times when there's confusion in the church and the wife is not happy, then the men say to me, Pastor, 
Muniwari ni. Maniwari ni pasta. Ek sal di dang uitsot. Ek is mos die is pasta. And I just look at them like this with my squint Eastwood eyes. And I said, Tsekha ni lang kau ni. Ni pasta! Ek! You underestimate the influence of a woman. And later you see, Ach, pastor, I must marry Frieda, God. We stand, pastor. I must marry Frieda, God, pastor. God called Abram because he led his family. He could lead his family. Very few men. I'm talking to the men in my closing. Very few men. No, don't love a woman more than you love God. I'm not even talking about the wife. Some of these young men, they ran off the girlfriends outside. And they were first on fire in the church. We were, we were looking at them as being future pastors and preachers. We have a joke in this church. A joke. You know, we discovered that when dogs are on heat, yeah, there's chaos in the community because there's a certain thing they smell. They, the dog have a strong sense of smell. So Pastor Robin came and explained it to us. He said it's called pheromones. He says when a dog smells the pheromone, look, the wall can be 10 meters high. He wants to go there because of the influence of the female dog. These men here, they don't make like I'm talking to the truth. I'm telling you the truth. The vrou make your kop drunk, bro. And you forget your vision. You forget your love for God. You forget your promise you made to God. You forget your vow. You forget your, what you said to your pastor. No, that, that one, Delilah. And she's going to take your strength away from you. And you will be blind like Samson. Pushing against the pillars. And you wish many times in the night on your pillow. You say, Lord, just one more time. Give me that anointing one more time. You could quote scriptures. You could recite the words. Your family, your woman, the pleasure of this world took you away from God. But Jesus Christ came into the world because God so loved the world. He thought, let me give my only begotten son that whosoever believes in him do not perish but have everlasting life. But you know why people can't receive the Lord Jesus as their Lord? Because there's another love in their heart. The best story to explain this love in the heart is the crusade story I always tell that I learned from Reynard Bonke. He said there was a man who got married to a beautiful girl. The man was a soldier in the army. And the girl was very beautiful and they just got married. Her name was Margaret. Margaret was so beautiful. Fairer than the stars in the sky and the sun in the morning. 
But he was just on honeymoon when his country, Germany, it was a German man with a, you know, German woman, they have blonde hair and red lips like cherries. He was called to the army. One week after he got married, all the men had to go. Oh, and his heart was torn because he just got married to his beloved Margaret. She was beautiful. And then he went and he said, bye-bye, Margaret, but I will come back to you. And Margaret was crying and the soldier was also crying. And the soldier fought on the war front. And not long in the war, he was caught as a prisoner of war. And he was taken to the concentration camp. And life in the camp was very hard because they had to carry stones and break rocks. And most of the soldiers didn't survive. They just gave up. But this soldier, he kept going because his mind was all the time on his beloved Margaret. He thought, I must stay alive if I want to see my Margaret again. And the months went by. And the years went by. Two years later, the soldier was still in the concentration camp. But what kept him alive was his thought of Margaret. And then some good news. The war was coming to an end. And they came with a list of people that had to be set free. And the soldier was excited. But when they read the names on the list, unfortunately, his name was not on the list. But the second time, two weeks later, another list. And this time, his name was on the list. He was excited to go home to Margaret. And then he got off and took the train to a faraway place. And as he came near to his hometown, he was surprised to see all the homes and the factories was destroyed in the bombs. But when he came closer, unbelievable, his house was still standing. And he thought of his Margaret. He wondered if Margaret is still there. And then when he came to the door, he knocked. And then he heard the footsteps because he had remembered the footsteps. You know when you love somebody, you, you, you even know the footsteps of the person. You don't even need to hear the voice. All you need to know is the footsteps. And he heard the footsteps coming towards the door. And then she opened the door. And lo and behold, it was his beloved Margaret. She was still alive. She was even now more beautiful. Her hair like gold and her lips like cherries. But then something bad happened. Must I tell you what happened? Yeah. Margaret closed the door in the young man's face. And he was confused and he knocked and said, Margaret, it is me, your husband. I am back from the war. But Margaret would not open the door. Do you know why Margaret did not open the door? Must I tell you why Margaret did not? 
Margaret did not open the door because there was another man in the house. So, when Jesus knocks at your door, He says, Behold, I stand at your door and I knock. If any man will open, I will come in and I will sup with him. The reason why you're not opening the door to Jesus, something else is in your heart. Something else is in your heart. Is it pleasure? Is it the world? Is it another woman? Are you always strife? You love arguments more than you love God. Teacher, said the Pharisee, what is the greatest commandment? You must love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first, the greatest Bow your heads, please. You cannot serve two masters. You will love the one and you will hate the other. I want to pray with you this morning, this afternoon. Somebody invited you here. But God is speaking to you. He's knocking on your door. There is no name given under heaven by which man can be saved. But by that man, Christ Jesus. Why don't you open the door for him to come in? Your life is not what it should be, you know. Your life is a mess. Things are not working. The missing person is Jesus Christ. Turn your love from the world to your love for God. Love God more. Serve Him more. The greatest thing in all your life must be loving God. You are so hard. You've heard this message preached many times, but you don't want to open the door. May the Lord soften your heart today and say, Lord Jesus, I want to serve you. I want to follow you. I'll make you number one in my life. And the other things must stand at the back. First God. If you're here today, you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to commit my life. I want to follow God. I want to love God more than anything else. Put up your right hand. I'll pray for you. If you are here like that, don't be ashamed of the person next to you. You want to give your life. I see hands at the back, in the middle, on the side. I see your hand. That's a beautiful. This is your chance. This is your chance. This is your chance. Let us all stand to our feet, please. Everybody standing. Everybody's nobody walking around yet. It's still very, very sensitive. Nobody moving. Nobody moving. All those who put up their hands, Pastor Chris is going to pray with you and for you. All of us that have received Jesus had to do the same thing that we're asking you to do. Do not be ashamed of Jesus Christ. 
I want you to come out of your seat where you are. Come stand on the blue carpet here. I want to pray for you. And with this prayer, things will change in your life forever. You'll become a new person. Come forward, come forward, Lord, come forward. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I to Jesus. Lord, have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every There's a lot of people standing here in front, but maybe you are standing there and you haven't yet taken the bold step. You know, God's grace may not always be around for you. You must come while it is day. The night will come when you can't come anymore. He's calling you from a life of wasted years. God wants you to love Him because there are so many blessings connected to loving God. Why do you want to keep suffering the way you are? Come out of the devil's clutches. Come over to God's kingdom. Light came into the world, but men love darkness rather than the light. Come, the light is here. Choose the light. I said before you today, life and death. Choose life choose life we sing it one more time and if you're standing there and your heart is beating God is talking to you you must come home to Jesus you come from God but you've wandered far away from God today you must come home you must come home sing it one more time Lord, and we'll wait for you I give come. you my heart I give you my soul that's right that's right to Pastor Chris. Look at me. This is not a joke. This is the most important decision you can ever make in your whole life. If you see people like myself, I didn't come like this from the sky. I, I gave my life to God and He's ordered all my steps and He's taken me higher and higher and higher. He's going to do the same for you. Amen. You will become a king's child from today. No more devil's child, but you'll be the child of the king. Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. 
you belong to Him. When the devil comes to knock on your door again, because Jesus is in your house, He will chase the devil away. Amen? Now, how can you be saved? How can you be saved? We all have sinned and we come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life. The Bible says in Romans 10 verse 9 and 10, if you believe with your heart and say it with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. Amen. Pastor Chris is going to help you to call on the name of the Lord. Amen. All of you bow your heads and say this with your mouth, but you must also believe it in your heart. I can help you to say the words, but I can't believe. You must believe what you say and your life will be changed forever. Say with me, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you today. I come to you today. Just as I am. Just as I am. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I'm sorry for loving other things. I'm sorry for loving other things. More than I love you. More than I love you. But from today. But from today. I want to love you more. I want to love you more. I want to serve you more. I want to serve you more. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. Wash me. Wash me. With your precious blood. With your precious blood. Write my name. Write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. I confess. I confess with my mouth. With my mouth. And with my heart. And with my heart. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ came to earth. Came to earth to die for me. To die for me. And to set me free. And to set me free. I receive Jesus now. I receive Jesus as now, my Lord. As my Lord. And my Savior. And my Savior. And from today. And from today. I am born again. I am born again. I am saved. I am saved. I am a new creature I'm a new creature and everything and everything is new is new I turn my back I turn my back on Satan on Satan I turn my back I turn my back on the world on the world from this day from this day I will follow Jesus I will follow Jesus every step of the way every step of the way thank you father thank you father for saving me now for saving me now in Jesus name in Jesus name amen God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.